time for a brand new episode of Cinema Spin. Here's your hosts, Jason and Matt. I was so eager to get started, I almost forgot to start our brand new intro that everybody loves. Yeah, the brand new intro that is sweeping the nation. (laughs) Um, Sweeping something. We do have a uh, full week of movies here. uh, Yes, we do. And I guess we'll get started right now. Oh, okay. Yes, let's do it. Our first film tonight is the horror slasher film, X. X was released in theaters on Friday, March 18th, and was directed by Ty West. This is a bit of a return to his roots for West, in that horror was the genre that gave him his start. He made several horror films before branching out with In a Valley of Violence, which was more of a dark comedy western type of a film. X is about a small group of actors, a producer, and a director who set out into a rural location in order to create and shoot the next big porn film. It's 1979, and new video formats are available to take pornographic films out of the CD theaters and into the home for the first time. Our producer, Wayne, played by Martin Henderson, thinks he is the one to pioneer such a change, and his girlfriend, Mia Goth, is just the actress he needs to succeed. Our group ends up running a small cabin on the property of a strange elderly man and his wife. They set up shop and begin production immediately, shooting several scenes before finishing up for the night. We learn that the old couple is not aware of what is taking place in their rental cabin. The less they know might be for the best as strange things start to happen and people in the group begin to disappear. Where did you land on X? Uh, well, so uh, Ty West, uh, I'm not familiar with all, his mov- all of his movies, but I did see uh, his 2009 movie, House of the Devil, that was kind of his uh, sort of one of his breakthrough movies. Uh, he is famous for his eye for detail. He makes these, these uh, period horror movies uh, that feel very, very much like uh, the horror movies of that period. So if you grew up, as you and I did, watching horror movies in, in the 70s and the 80s, um, uh, he does a, a, a between uh, the, the style of filmmaking and the set design, um, the meticulous recreation of um, uh, of the horror movies of that, of that era. In particular, here, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's the is, one that comes is, to is mind. Is the movie that comes to mind. The movie, the the house is looks exactly like the <laughs> the house in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which. It, it isn't because that house has been torn down, um, and in fact, um, this movie was not shot in Texas. Do you know about this? No, I haven't. It was to... shot in New Zealand. Oh boy! I know. How about that? And you can't tell at all. Um, no, you so, can't. No, so yeah, uh, it was so uh, I, 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 you know, you have a lot of fun with the details. You have a lot of fun with with uh, the the ways in which the you know the, the film's gra- uh, grainy. Um, you know the the acting is uh, is pitched in a certain way. Um, yes, uh, the, the thing that Ty West is kind of famous for is uh, is the slow burn approach. Uh, he tends to spend uh, his the first part of his movies really kind of getting to know the characters. Yeah, and gives a, a lot of room uh, to, for you to get to know the characters. Uh, in fact, in this movie, in this ninety minute movie, uh, nobody even dies uh, until uh, like halfway through. Spoiler right. alert. Yeah, right. Spoiler, sorry. Um, so uh, and and uh, and the first part of the movie is is uh, pretty uh, fascinating, kind of well written um, uh, uh, exploration of the uh, internal uh, kind of dynamics and politics of the crew and the actors in this uh, this kind of do it yourself, uh, you know, shoot on the shoot uh, on the fly uh, uh, porn uh, production. 
uh, enough that uh, you know I, th- I think that was uh, uh, that could have been kind of its own movie. Um, there could have been it could have been a movie even without um, there being grisly uh, uh, you know uh, decapitations and so on. So uh, uh, once the horror arrives, uh, it's fine. Um, you know, uh, got me a few times. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, a very effective scene. There's a couple of very effective scenes with uh, with uh, an alligator. So I I, ca- I came down being basically entertained by this movie. Um, there's one more aspect of it that I want to talk about, but first I'll throw it to you um, and see what you thought. You liked it more than I did. Um, I was not uh, not really into this. Okay. Um, uh, the first half of this movie, I know exactly what what you're saying and what they were trying to do. You know, trying to make you care about these characters <laughs> instead. You know, instead of them just being faces, yeah. and breasts, <laughs> yes. like they are in a lot of these, yes. they, they, a lot of the ones of the era, especially. Yeah, um, they're trying to make you see these as people, and I think that could have been maybe effectively done in a little less time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I, my patience were tried a little bit, but okay. the first the first forty you know hour of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I mean, there were character moments that I did like, mm-hmm. and there's some acting here that, while it is in a style, I think it's pretty well done. Yeah, Mia Goth is really good. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about her. She has a dual role in this. Yeah, even Brittany Snow, I thought, was pretty good. Uh, Brit- for- Brittany Snow is in this. Uh, uh, Kid Cudi um, <laughs> plays... Uh, a, char- a porn <laughs> character named Jackson Hole. Yeah, and, right? if, and, and, and if nobody in porn really ever went by Jackson Hole, it's a damn shame because that's a great porn name, right? <laughs> but isn't that more love, like for gay porn? I think I, well, that's <laughs> not for rate, me to determine. Yeah, yeah right, right. That's, <laughs> who am I to judge? Uh, so there's, yeah, there's good performances here. Uh, so uh, Mia Goth in particular plays. Uh, uh, she, she's the main character, but she also plays. Uh, an old woman, Pearl, per, named Pearl, right? Uh, who uh, the, who is the kind of crazy o- o- old woman who's sort of haunting the uh, uh, the the upper upper floor. That of the leads house. to the 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 part where this movie doesn't quite work for me. Okay. While I found the, that character Pearl to be effectively creepy in a number of scenes, yeah. I guess it's not really what I'm looking for as the the hunter in a, in a film like this. Um, She's creepy, but she's not. It didn't quite scary. work for me. Yeah, she has the ability to obviously kill because she's mm-hmm. she's like the killer in in a killer movie. Yeah, but some of it seems to come out of nowhere a little bit for me. Yeah, um, that was the part where the movie just you know just kind of lost me a little bit. There's a there's a problem that the the big scary killer in this movie is this what you know, 90 year old woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, you know, when I, I didn't realize it was Mia Goth and, and until the, uh, the, See, the final credits. I did the first time they showed the girl because oh, really? the first time they showed the old lady, because they, especially them two together. Uh, yeah. They have the same facial features. Uh-huh. And I knew that, that, um, I guess I didn't know that, it, that that necessarily she was playing both parts. Yeah, but I thought they were. I knew they were going to be related in some way. Okay, yeah. I, well, I knew that the old woman was a younger person in makeup. Uh-huh. But I figured maybe they had just done that because there was so much physical stuff expected of this. Right. Right. You know what? Eighty. Yeah. Know, Ninety year old woman. Um. But I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize it was. It, it was the same. The same I knew actress. something was up. Um, I didn't know exactly what, yeah. and I didn't know how it would how it would resolve itself. So it, yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's unsettling, and it, and she's creepy. But um, 
uh, first of all, that's kind of a cheap, creepy, just like old people. Ooh, you know, um, yeah, I, I criticized I mean, uh, M. Night Shyamalan for uh, uh, <laughs> right uh, for, for you know, in, having certain in uh, old. Ooh, uh, ooh, old people are gross uh, uh, attitude. And so uh, at the same time, it also doesn't make I mean, she's not exactly Leatherface, right? She's not right. exactly the Terminator. This movie does feature the most unerotic love scene in the history of cinema, though. Definitely. <laughs> I think there's a couple. And I'll call it, a, well, I'll call the one in particular a love scene because it is between two consenting adults. Yes. And it's still just, ew. Yes. <laughs> and and by the way, the the uh, uh, a nominee for second uh, uh, least erotic uh, sex scene uh, it, it comes from our, our the second movie we're going to be doing tonight. <laughs> So there are sure. there are some strange themes in common. There are there are. Um, now, and that's what I'm going to get to. Are you? Are you? I'll try and finish anything this. So, you're uh, right. so this uh, what this movie really brings to the genre is a very interesting take on uh, the sexual poli- uh, sexual politics, particularly in the sexual politics of uh, of horror movies. Uh, now, this has been written about sort of ad nauseum um, and parodied through, through the Scream movies and everything about how, you know, the rules of, of uh, the horror movies of this era are uh, if you have sex, you're going to get killed. Right? right. And if you don't have sex, you're going to be the final girl who's chased around and, and uh, hopefully gets away. Right. Um, and uh, this movie has a very uh, this movie has a lot on its mind about uh, about sexual morality and about um, the the ways in which uh, we pass judgment on people um, for having sex, right? For, whether it's for fun or for profit, um, and um, the the need um, for for, se- uh, for human sexuality, right? Um, uh, um, and uh, the ways in which uh, you know, not, not to give too much up, but the ways in which sexual repression and sexual frustration um, uh, that we consider, we maybe consider moral, and certainly early horror movies can maybe sure. considered moral, um, is uh, not at all healthy or moral, right? Um, so yeah, this so uh, this has a lot on, on its mind, a lot on its mind about that. Um, it does. It does. And, and um, well, I mean, spoiler. I don't want to get into spoilers. So, yeah. Um, yeah. My main issue with this film is it just didn't quite ever connect with me. I just never. Yeah. This, the jump scares, eh, a couple worked okay. Um, you know, I've got some issues with, you know, the alligators aren't really, don't really consider human beings prey. So they're not really that dangerous, you know. Uh. Y- yeah, and, and, they, if they're hungry enough, they are. But. Well, they would. They might bite your arm or take a chunk out, but they're li- not likely to kill people unless you're That's a true. small child or something. Uh, hey, you know, maybe it was a crocodile. <laughs> Crocodiles will attack you. Well, right, but they're not in Texas. Right. <laughs> Crocodiles are <laughs> saltwater. True, and, right, yes. Uh, <laughs> this would have to be in Florida. There is an American crocodile, of course. In and, Florida, but, yes. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I was... I think I was expecting more because of the reviews, and I probably yeah. shouldn't have gotten caught up in that. Uh, I, I was a little disappointed in this, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, and I think uh, I I try to avoid reading reading the reviews before we do. I this. didn't read them, but yeah, I see I, them. You know I can, what I mean? And I, yeah, that's even a mistake. Yeah, sometimes. well, no, well, no, I and I knew, I knew. Yeah, I, I see the score, the general score uh-huh. of the aggregators now. Uh, so uh, I haven't I haven't read the read the specifics yet, but I can imagine I imagine that what pe- a lot of people are going to be complimenting about this is. Uh, 
the thoughtfulness that it has about uh, about sexuality in these uh, in these uh, movies. Sure, and uh, that the uh, the care that it takes in establishing the motivations of of uh, of, the, think, of the murder. I think that's a boon for this movie. I, yeah. I, I agree that it is. Um, and I think that uh, the period setting doesn't yeah. hurt either. I, I think sure. that's you know I, I tend to like period set movies you know that that go that extra mile. And I think that I think that that it benefited this movie as well. It just uh, so it, it might it really it all comes down to I thought it was a little slow for yeah. me getting started, and then I just didn't quite I, well, I didn't quite have the fear sense of fear from the uh, you know the. The, the baddies in this. Yeah, I, I, and I feel for that because uh, you know, there, a lot of the things that I admire about this are sort of intellectual qualities, and that's you know not really why we go to horror movies. I mean, the bars. I mean, you know, true, true. You know, you know, you know, like the oh, well, I love the set design and I love the motivations <laughs> right. of, the, of the killers, right? But uh, uh, did this movie really like grab me and and hold me? And I um, and uh, it did at times, but uh, but I can see your point. I can see why it wouldn't. I don't know what I was expecting. It just wasn't quite yeah. this, and yeah. um, a different type of killer or whatever would have worked a little better for me. Well, but it is very true. In a lot of ways, it does sort of like add things to the genre, but it's also very true to the genre at the same time. So, yeah, if you're a, fa- ver- a, b- a bigger fan of this type of horror than I am, mm-hmm. the movies in this in this zone that um, I have high regard for. Mm-hmm. Or like movies I saw when I was twelve, sure, so it's right, like yeah. I'm like kind of like enjoying the ridiculousness of it as an adult. Yeah. So I've like I have like a predetermined idea of what I think of it, and I'm I'm having fun with the silliness, you know. Yeah. And this I'm watching as an adult and seeing it kind of in a different light. Well, I think other people have always been fans of like a slasher type film. Yeah. And they might get more out of this than I did. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to, if you're looking forward to a second bite of this apple, I don't know if you've heard, but Ty West has, uh, already shot, um, a prequel to this called Pearl. Well, apparently there's a trailer for it that runs after the credits on this, which I did not see. Oh, for. no, I missed yeah. that too. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, saw, I saw the trailer on YouTube because somebody said, oh, did you, you know, after credit trailer for Pearl uh-huh. and they, somebody had recorded it, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, if, after the, uh. The credits play a pearl, a trailer for Pearl. Well, and I want to say uh, one thing. Uh, you know, I, I was out of town this weekend. Uh, I, I was on uh, uh, for a couple of days in uh, in Columbia, Missouri. Um, you know, college town, great place to drink. Uh, but uh, I saw this at a uh, little independent theater uh, uh, called Ragtag uh, that I want to give a shout out to. What a what a great little place to see uh, to see movies. Um, you know, they have uh, couches in there, but they still have. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's that kind of sort of uh, laid back uh, right. kind of vibe. Uh, you know, you can get uh, uh, you can get coffee in the lobby and everything, but uh, but also it's uh, projection was great. The the sound was great. Everything was great. So um, great, great all around great, experience. Great little in, independent uh, theater. that's ragtag in in uh, Columbia, Missouri. So that's cool. That's always go good there to hear. if you can. Always um, good maybe to, to see Pearl, the prequel to <laughs> maybe to X. It's always fun when you know when you're out traveling to see what. Uh, the movie-going experience is like for other places. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we see so much of the same several venues. That, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could have. I could have seen it at the Regal. There, you know. Right, and you feel like you've million, experienced million plex there, right? But yeah. So. All right. Uh, I guess that's all we've got for uh, not Pearl, but X. X. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back after this. Mm-hmm. 
and we are back for the second half of Cinema Spin. We've got a random movie, Jason. Yes, we do. The randomizer ordained uh, a week ago that we would watch this week. The 1969 uh, Paul Mazursky movie, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Um, it's a lot of ands. It's a lot of ampersands, right? And a lot of people. Um, and uh, they're up to no good. Actually, as it turns out, they're up to, you know, medium medium bad. <laughs> But uh, yes, so Bob and Carol and Ted Nellis was a bit of a was controversial when it came out. Um, it deals with uh, uh, the sort of um, uh, the impact of the free love movement uh, of the 1960s. Um, but interestingly, um, the people involved here, uh, the title characters that you know uh, you're familiar with, whose names you're fami- now familiar with. You know, they belong to an interesting sort of in-between generation. They're not the, uh, they didn't fight with World War II, right? They're not the greatest generation. And they're too young to be baby boomers, right? They're uh, they're in their 30s or maybe 40s in the 1960s. So um, they are uh, they are wealthy, um, what we would later call yuppie types. Yeah, um, who, bo- bo- I'm sorry, but uh, I, I, just because I know, I did, and it, both um, Diane Cannon and... Um, uh, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood were just a tick above thirty when they made this movie. Um, okay, so that's right. You know, yeah, I, I still nineteen sixty nine. That's about the age yeah, you're supposed yeah, to be. Right, like, you yeah, know, which yeah. pretty much you nailed. But yeah. I'm just saying, I, I did look it up. Um, so uh, and uh, so they're in a generation. Uh, what's interesting about this movie is that it's uh, they're in a generation where uh, they uh, they don't want to be fuddy duddies. Right. Um, they want to be uh, they want to be part of the new or they, they're at least curious about the new counterculture. Right. Um, but uh, how far are they kind of willing to go to uh, to embrace uh, the, the sort of new mores uh, of the uh, of, of the flower children? Right. 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 Um, that are taking over. So uh, Bob and Carol are a wealthy 30-something uh, California couple whose world is rocked when they attend a weekend group encounter therapy session in which they confront their inner fears and get all over all of their hang-ups. Just all at once, all their <laughs> hang-ups are gone, right? Um, so uh, when they report their spiritual awakening to their old friends, Ted and Alice, the, cu- the couple is skeptical. Uh, they seem to know instinctively that hang-ups have a certain value, um, especially in a marriage. Um, part of Bob's newfound enlightenment, uh, Bob, uh, played by Robert Culp, um, part of his newfound enlightenment is total honesty. And he confesses to Carol, played by Natalie Wood, um, that he had a fling with one of his assistants, uh, on a recent business trip. Um, her reaction frustrates, then, uh, delights him. Um, cause as it turns out, she's okay with it, um, in the new state of mind that they're in. Um, and she even tells their uh, friends, Ted and Alice, uh, uh, who immediately begin to argue about the situation, right? Because uh, this uh, new, the possibility of something so transgressive as an open marriage immediately causes them to look at themselves and, uh, want, and regard their own relationship with some suspicion. Are their friends crazy or are they onto something, right? <clears throat> Tensions build and secrets are revealed until the group takes a trip to Las Vegas and see to see Tony Bennett. Um, and if anything can bring sexual tension to a head, it's Vegas and Tony <laughs> Bennett, right? And uh, so eventually we get to a point where uh, the four of them um, 
are uh, tr uh, put in a position of trying to decide just how far they're willing to take their new sexual liberation. Um, and if you know anything about this movie, you know it's iconic movie poster with the four of them in bed together. So um, it takes it to that point. Um, also famously, uh, if you know anything else about this movie, uh, famously uh, does not go through. Uh, with the uh, <laughs> with the foursome, so um, that's one of the more one that's uh, one of one of the controversial things about this movie um, that a lot and of I people, can see that a lot of people criticize it for uh, losing its nerve at the end. Uh, what did you think, Matt? Well, my first my first thought about this movie is um, the kind of place that they go to at the beginning, which is referred to as the Institute, mm -hmm. um, where they sort of break down their hangups with sexuality. Yeah, right. Sort of feels very cultish indoctrination yeah. it's, it's sort of sort of a cultist indoctrination to me yeah that was a big thing though uh during during the, the 60s yeah it's the same kind of place that uh don draper ends up in Mad Men, basically right uh -huh. yeah like, right, so right. um yeah those places did exist but what they were doing um is i'm not surely not sinister yes and i think um, I, I think one of the interesting things early in this uh go on i'm, I'm eternally suspicious of a of, of any sort of event that can change someone's personality in the course of a weekend or a few days. Right, yeah. Those are the very most dangerous of things like this. Yeah. Um, and the, totally dependent on what the attention, the true intentions of the people who are putting it on have or have not. Yeah. So, um, as, as the story goes on, like you said, the Culp has his affair and um, the, the, there's the fallout from it. I, I just... Um, I found that fine. I mean, if people yeah. want to choose to live their life that way and they're happy like that, that's great. Right. And I also enjoy you know, the flip side, you know, watching uh, Alice and Ted talk about their reaction to it and how they find it, at least at first, off-putting and then, you know, consider it more and more of an option later on. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Um, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed some of those discussions. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, especially for the time, that was probably pretty crazy stuff to be seeing in a movie theater amongst other you know people yeah um but i found some of the characters to be kind of not likable yes definitely um, diane cannon especially who i don't care for anyway um she was just in heaven can't wait and i thought she yeah was, yeah I, w I was like what did we just see her she was, she was i thought in, she was a waste of a, of a, point, a person yeah. in that and I, yeah. i'm just not a fan of hers um, um, I think all four of these characters are unlikable in a way that's sort of period specific yeah, I think that I think the men are are uh, sexist, misogynist pigs yeah, kinda, in, in yeah, a way that's sort of are. played off as 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 humorous, right? Right. Um, and you you know, it, it, which was of the era, right? The women are neurotic in a way that's played off as humorous, uh, yeah, and, and of the era, right? Yeah, it it, it and so I think it, that, like once this yeah. movie wants to have its cake and eat it too, it wants to be. A realistic look at modern sexuality as of the late '60s. Yeah, but yet it, it, there's so many things in these characters that feels like tied back to some sitcom from exactly. the '50s. Almost, exactly, which right. is what you're saying. It's yeah, just different language. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have one question for you. Yeah. Okay. There's a scene when um, Elliot Gould confesses to have had an affair. Yes. I thought an affair. Was like a long a, a relationship that lasted a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. 
in my opinion. That's what yeah. I always thought. Yeah, yeah. If you sleep with a, a stewardess mm. once, I wouldn't yeah. consider that an affair. That's just having an encounter. I thought an affair was like a sustained. Well, thing. and this is something they even talk about in the uh, that that Bob and, and I had an affair, Alice. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Bob and Carol even talk about what what constitutes an affair versus <laughs> right. a fling or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That scene uh, I found really, really loathsome. Um, I I thought that was totally out of character for him, and especially like unforgivably cruel of him to humiliate her in front of their friends like well, that. Well, and she's obviously in a, in, a, in a delicate place at that point, too. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. A- and also, I wonder if that encounter even really happened. because <laughs> That was my first thought, too. Yeah, because, oh, come on. Is, yeah. Be, because there's a, actually a pretty funny scene uh, where he's fantasizing about uh, uh, on the airplane about right. this, this girl he wants to, this woman he wants to get with. You know, and in his fantasy, she, uh, he's talking to her and she's just taking her top off, right? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, because it's just a dream, when right? when they do actually get but off, you don't the, see you don't see him when they actually do get off the plane. Yeah. she makes like a really like casual smiley eye contact with right. him, which is the only hint that you would have. Yeah, that, that yeah, would, uh, you never. Yeah, whatever affair they they uh, they would have had would have been is totally off camera, so which makes it even cr- even crueler. I I, I found that. Um, the problem I found that way out of character for him, way over the top, and the problem is that that then is what turns out to motivate the uh, the group sex, right? Or the, right, right, the attempted right. group sex, which casts a pall over everything that this movie um, seems to want to try to be doing with in terms of like, oh, the liberating experience of of just every you know what the world needs is love, sweet love, right? Um, because the the motivating factor in 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 the group sex is going to be revenge, right? Is like, oh well, now I just I'm gonna fuck whoever if if you had an affair, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Um, and the rest of the group deciding they're going to basically allow her to do that, right? <laughs> um, so uh, that that was very I thought distasteful, and uh, this movie is all over the place on a sexual politics. It is, which I think is is not um. Uh, which which is is forgivable in a way because uh, I think its characters are all over the place about their sexual politics. Inconsistent, yeah, and inconsistent. So, um, so uh, w- one thing I did like, I want to go back to something you said about the uh, uh, the uh, sinister aspects of these uh, of these. Uh, uh, new age cults. I'm not saying they all would be, but I mean, uh... no, no. I, I think though that uh, one one thing that came up early in this uh, movie that that uh, I wish they had kind of gone gone further with is the way in which you know Bob, especially after he comes out of this, is um, uh, just very very smug and superior about how all he's given up all his hangups and how, <laughs> right. how how totally enlightened he is now and he's just totally insufferable flip of a switch um right and then later on uh when, when he gets into when he admits his affair and they they uh, he has a back and forth with uh with Carol um uh, uh the language the concepts and the vocabulary of of the new age movement you can see how they can be wielded as 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 uh, passive aggressive weapons against people, okay. How how questions about well, how do you feel about that? How do you really feel about that? Right. What are you really trying to say? Um, you know, those kinds of things can uh, can it's manipulative be, can, language. Yeah, can yeah. be used to manipulate people and to uh, yeah, um, 
and uh, and I think that plays into what you were saying about the you know there's a sinister side to these uh, uh, to these allegedly free love um, you know every everybody should be happy uh, uh, movements. Um, so um, uh, yeah, you know it's it's just it's hard to I I guess you know I mean if 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 a couple wanted to have sort of an open relationship. Uh-huh. Man, the casualness of it is what would bother me, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. if you could say to your your significant other, you know, maybe make a case as to why you wanted to do something, you know, oh, she's I just find this girl amazing, and mm-hmm. I have this chance to do this, It'll, you know. If I, I don't know, but it's but you know, it's just not my decision to make for other people, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. I just wish it wasn't quite so casual, you know. Like, well, like when when she has the affair with the yeah. tennis dude, it's I feel like she just jumped into bed with the first uh, yeah, right. slub that would do it. Yes, you know? right. And I think the that's certainly the implication. And I say, you know, I hate the I hate Bob so much. I say, good for her, right? <laughs> well, I mean, what, yeah. you know, go, uh, sauce for the goose is sauce. Yeah, for I mean, the he answer. doesn't. He's, she right. certainly <laughs> owes him no explanation, right? Yeah, know, exactly. At, at point, right, but um. um uh, I mean, but you know, it's, it's just the the attitude they have, where it's you know, it's, it is just. And sex I think, well, and uh, I think this movie is touching on uh, an aspect of of the sexual liberation movement of the nineteen sixties that it was not yet capable of quite articulating. That the sexual liberation uh, movement had this. Uh, uh, deep well of misogyny at its core, right? That women were supposed to be sexually liberated and have sex with uh, men, um, <laughs> you know, to show how liberated they were. But once they had sex with the man, the man, the man, then they were under the, you know, they get to have. They're not. They're not really free to have sex with whoever they want. They're expected <laughs> to have sex. Um, out of a, a as a kind of political statement, right, 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 right. and um, uh, uh, Karina Longworth, uh, the uh, uh, the the film scholar, uh, who's a great po- uh, podcast. Uh, you must re- uh, remember this. Uh, did a piece on uh, a long form piece on on uh, the Manson family, and talked about this very aspect of how uh, Manson right. uh, really weaponized uh, those sexual liberation attitudes uh, to uh, pimp to pimp girls. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's how he got his muscle, right? That's, yeah. That's that's how he was able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, whenever a mainstreamish movie tries to tackle a really serious topic for yeah. the first time, especially, yeah, and this is probably a good example. Yeah. It doesn't quite land it. Yeah. Know, I ever. mean, this movie was made in 1968, and it's hard hard to imagine it being made like even a year later or earlier. right. <laughs> Uh, earlier it would have been uh, too transgressive and a year later it would have it i mean by the time this movie came out it was already a little bit silly right yeah well a little bit square right um, robert culp as bob is is trying so hard to be the hippie type the way he dresses i mean even even in the in the end when they're they're about they're stripping to do their yeah proposed foursome or whatever yeah He's got the course. He needs help out of his outfit because his buttons in the back because he's wearing like a a pirate so he needs, shirt. He needs, <laughs> right, he needs two women to uh, right to undress him. Right, although he's clearly supposed to be the sexy one. Uh, right, to, but he does which is easy when uh, when Robert when uh, yeah Elliot Gould, Elliot Gould is, the, is, yeah, the... is 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 playing opposite. Um, 
So, uh, you know, the one thing, uh, one of the things that I found, we talked about how ambivalent and inco- incoherent in uh, this, uh, in its attitudes, this movie is. Um, I, this movie can't even really decide, I think, whether or not Bob is uh, a creep or like the man of the future, right? Um, <laughs> and I, uh, and maybe, maybe that's a bug. You know, I found that to be a bug because I think it's obvious that he's just a, com- a complete pig. Right? Yeah. But uh, maybe that was at the time uh, on Mazursky's mind. Maybe, you know, like oh. maybe this is how men are going to be. And, you know, maybe this is what sexual liberation is going to do for men. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, um, that doesn't sound that far fetched. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it was not men who needed sexual liberation, <laughs> but of course they were happy to take advantage of it. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was never really sure if this was supposed to be like a parody of, of white yuppie weekend spirituality or an endorsement of it. Right. I, I, um, and maybe Mazursky had his own, maybe maybe he was on the fence too. Right. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, when they don't, when they end up not going through with it at the end, that, that, that means something. Yeah, it does. (laughs) What exactly it means. I don't know that I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Well, Okay, first of all, I think um uh look, I, I don't four four adults, four human be- four four people mm-hmm. who are not getting paid to have sex are not going to just have a foursome unless there's wild turkey and cocaine in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> so, I think the main problem, I mean, they showed they showed them smoking hash earlier, right? Right. And Elliot Gould doing his dance of desire, right? Uh-huh. Which, uh yeah. Uh, which is worth the price of admission for this movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think what's missing from uh, this little, uh, you know, uh, tryst is uh, some sort of mind altering substance to, <laughs> to sort of lower people's inhibitions because, you know, it's it's awkward. Right. Well, right. And I mean, it's for full size adults in one king size bed, which is a <laughs> pretty limited amount of space. Yes. Right. Um uh, you know, what does it mean that they don't have uh, sex at the end? I, I mean, is it a is it a uh, an endorsement of uh, of traditional uh, you know square morality? I think it's a comment on that particular situation more than anything. I mean, and it, and maybe those particular people have I, I don't take, know. take I, it to a point where they I don't know that taking Kat, this as far as it's going to go and any further is going to be passed. I, I've got extreme. I've got no. Um, Nothing to back this up, but I think that uh, uh, casual sex amongst people who considered them se- th- themselves in a group strong friends before mm-hmm. would be very difficult. Especially, and it's, it certainly wouldn't not change things. It wouldn't like not go. We wouldn't just like finish and then put, go see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go see Tony Bennett. Go see right. Tony Bennett uh, like, like it never happened. Um, that would change the dynamic of things. And and I think because we, we can we can pretend and say to to the end that it's just sex, but it just never seems to be in real in re- real life. I will say this: so uh, uh, the lack of spontaneity of this particular orgy well <laughs> it doesn't um, work in its favor. Does that's not work in its favor. Right? <laughs> that's I mean, for sure. I think. In real life, if an orgy is going to happen, it, <laughs> it just kind of happens. Yeah, you know? exactly. Right, yes, because it's there's like, wild it's turkey like a and snowball cocaine. rolling downhill. Right, yeah, right. I couldn't uh, stop it. You couldn't stop right, it. It yeah. just went down. It just it, <laughs> it, it happens naturally. It doesn't happen. Right, yeah. Uh, to make a, a statement, right, and in, in, in a particularly unpleasant statement in this case. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the final scene with the, the sort of meaningful looks there on the, uh, 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 not the final scene, but the scene afterwards with final, with a sort of meaningful looks on the elevator. Right. I, you know, I really think that that's meant to, uh, to tell us that uh, Bob uh, and Carol in particular have, have sort of uh, come up against sort of a, a line they won't cross, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they will cross other lines in the future. Maybe sure. I can be monogamous, monogamous anymore, but I think it's supposed to endear us to them in a way. Well, I um, think, I think it's pretty clear that Ted and Alice aren't, mm. aren't really ready for that. Yeah. And maybe they don't want to be married anymore. I well, think, that, then that's, that, I, I that think, can, I, I think yeah. that that's, uh, one of the things that kind of goes, I think the they're here. clearly not ready for that. And, and, and the motivation for starting the whole thing is, is not, not great. Yeah. Right. Um, but, um, did you like the movie is the question. Uh, I sort of didn't. I, um, I sort of didn't either. I found that cause I found the characters too obnoxious yeah. to, to bond with. I mean, this is a pretty tight film. There's not a lot going on. That's extraneous. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it moves pretty, pretty good. Pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't like really bored with no. much of it. Um, I think uh, again, I think it's, it's, uh, it, it's just so time specific. It's yeah. just so muddled about what it wants to say, and so in some ways so bold, and in other ways so timorous. And these characters are just not, uh, uh, just not people we want to see succeed. Yeah, or, they're or just, be happy. Yeah, or you're, you're, have sex. It's hard. To, it's hard to root for any of these people. Yes, in it fact, really I, you know, it's the whole, especially Bob. So much of this movie it, it comes down to Culp. Culp's character and Culp's performance, which I found uh, really, really off-putting. Yeah, um, I, I don't disagree with and, that. And Natalie Wood has never done anything for me, so uh, I, I like, kind of like Diane Cannon, but uh, and Elliot Gould's funny. But uh, um, now, two things I want to talk about. First of all, the very final scene of this movie, right? They see Tony Bennett. <laughs> I guess the Tony Bennett concert lets out and there's this crowd of people who are just milling about right sharing and it's it's they're calling back to the the opening uh, scene yeah it calls back to the opening scene of the encounter where group people where they're are looking just at staring real, in each other's but, yeah, yeah staring in each other's eyes are we to take it that and, and you know over the and over the the soundtrack is playing with the world needs you know Burt Burt Bacharach mm-hmm. what the world needs is love sweet love right right and and i think the message here is that um people at Tony Bennett concerts did a lot of ecstasy <laughs> I think they ca- you go to a Tony Bennett concert, right? You, you you roll all night, and then you come out into the parking lot, and you're just like seeing people for the first time, right? <laughs> I um, think it was a metaphor for the, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. But it was weird. One more thing about drugs. <laughs> so Elliot Gould, uh, so, so, uh, so uh, 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 Ted and Alice have this fight. Uh, right after they learn about the the affair, the open relationship between you know uh, uh, Bob and Carol, uh, the the the, the uh, Alice is so uh, appalled uh, that it carries over into a causes a tension between them, right? Because Ted that night would like to have sex, right? And Alice is just so blustery. Yeah, she she's right? she's worked up now. Uh, they negotiate for a while and they have some some uh, some kind of 
some humorous, some gr- kind of gross uh, uh, sort of negotiations about whether wh- what do you want me to do? Just lay there. They're both super assholes in this. Yeah, they, they're both super assholes in that <laughs> because scene. she's sort of teasing him. Well, right, and, he's and if she doesn't of... want to have sex, that's great. Let yeah. him take a fucking walk. Yeah, right. Ex- well, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> she, she won't she let him leave the she room. Want him to leave. Yeah, exactly. he wants to take a walk. Exactly. Right. And she's yeah. like, "No, don't take a walk." Which, which <laughs> I, I'm wondering about that walk because he just wants some alone time so he can like get. Well, so he can like, take care of this on his own. <laughs> Who cares? I guess he can just go to the bathroom for that. But but anyway, no, the mystifying <laughs> thing here is that eventually she's like, okay, tell you what, I'll get the pill. Oh, right. And I was, I'm confused about how that works. Now, and then what happens is she goes and she gets this, this, this little uh, container. Well, clamshell deal. A clamshell deal that looks like a, a birth control. Right. And um, right. this is where my confusion comes in. Yes. Uh, that is not how well, birth, birth control, control pills works. works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? At least in my experience. <laughs> At least in my experience. You have, right. And you have nine kids. Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, what? So, there are two possibilities here, right? One is this movie was written by two men. Um, who don't know how birth control <laughs> pills work? And po- by the way, possibility. Bir- yes, birth control pills have only been on the market for like uh, it, for like ten years, right? And we're still very taboo at this point. So sure, it's a, it's a real possibility. They had no idea how. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that's that's true. The second possibility is that, um, and this is the more disturbing one, is that she was, you know, because uh, he had asked her earlier if he take if she taken her pill as though her pill to calm down. Yeah, right? that's her, her what, sleeping pill. Right. Right. Yeah. And so the other possibility is that she was looking for qua- uh, Quaalude so that he can just sort of do what he wants so she can just check out and he can do what he wants, right? And that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> that, well, no, but then again, it was 1969. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was a little perplexing. That was, uh, yeah, and possibly uh, disturbing. So anyway. I did like seeing a little bit of uh, late 60s Vegas in here, being a Vegas kind of aficionado. Um, it's cool to see um, the Riviera back then, which uh, obviously the old Riviera was used as the uh, Tangiers and Casino, mm-hmm. and it uh, had still had that look. Um, yeah. It was very much uh, I same liked, color scheme. I liked in this movie, um, in every movie ever, except for this one, where you dr- when you drive into Las Vegas, there is a scene of uh, the lights of Vegas reflected on the uh, the windshield <laughs> of the uh, of the convertible you're in. Right, right, right. And they had a convertible, so I was like, here it comes, right. And they didn't do that. No, they so, went in the so, daytime singing a song together. Yes, yes, something about a goat. This song had goat. this movie. It's the song. This movie had had kind of a, you know, it's funny how it's it's taking kind of a. Um, a supposed modern look at sex, but yeah. it has a very repressed review view of like smoking pot. You yeah, know? it's like, yeah. You know, like that's considered a hard drug, you know? Right? Like this, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, get right, your cocaine yeah. and, uh-huh. and marijuana out, right? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. And, and, you know, you're we're, li- we're living anything. in an era where it's 100 percent legal in what 30 states now or something crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, times have changed. I was, I was, I was, I was ta- just in. Columbia, we were driving around, and I was uh, I was saying to Beth, "You and I both agree about cigarette smoke and how it, how horrible it is, and it's uh, and we both hate smoking and and can can smell when our neighbors are right. smoking in their houses with the windows closed, right? Uh, so I was telling to her, I was telling her how uh, 
it's amazing in the course of 10 years, I've gone from anytime I'm in a populated area, I can at least smell a little cigarette smoke somewhere, right? 10 years ago. Now, anytime I'm in a populated area, I can smell at least a little bit of pot smoke. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll take it. I will take that change, right? I'd much rather have that, yeah. Trying to think if I had anything else. I don't think I have anything left. Oh, I thought the... Diane Cannon's therapist was freaking awful in this. I, I had the right now. Yeah, he was such a creep. <laughs> what an he asshole. Was such, yeah, he was, and he was so, like, staring, like, le- yeah. uh, like leering at her in this very, very weird way, right? And he's super, you know, beholden to, I mean, as as I guess they are sometimes to be in the hour being over, but. Yeah. Um, oh, that's 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 actually a big issue in, in therapy. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's been driving her to, to get to a certain place where she, you know, where she. Yeah. And then when she gets there, he didn't want to deal with it because the hour is over. That is that seems completely unhealthy to me. But I, that's how therapy works, though. That's exactly how therapy I, works. I believe it. Yes. It's just that seems normally that what they do is they have a uh, they would have a ti- uh, uh, timer that tells you you have five minutes left or whatever uh-huh. you know. So it does. So you end, don't so. get into something but, like that. But very very often, and this is this was well known in uh, among you know when I was studying psychology, um, you know when you look into the business side of it, you got to be careful of that because. Uh, often and if you know it's a 50 minute hour uh you know for the first half an hour you're just kind of gabbing about nothing or they're wasting time or or dancing around an issue and it's only right at the end that people really start getting into something uh serious and then ding yeah and depending on the seriousness of their particular issue um, yeah leaving somebody dangling for a long weekend or you know right yes might not be the healthiest thing you can do yeah and yet it's still done (laughs) um well, I don't like that, Jason. <laughs> yes, I don't like it either. Right. <laughs> I guess we're going to wrap that up for yeah. uh, for uh, wrap it up. Ca- I had yes. Start that's, that's start, it. Start looking toward the future. I mean, if anybody wanted to wants to talk more about Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, um, I you know we're available at the usual places too. Yeah, drop uh, us a line on the, the start line. a conversation on the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever. Right. Although Twitter has character limits. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Keep your thoughts to a minimum. Keep your thoughts to, your, to a minimum. <laughs> But so. uh, let's get a random movie pick for next week, shall we? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, we've got for next week a film I have seen, but not not for quite some time, probably 20 years. Donnie Darko from 2001. Oh, okay. I also saw that when it came out, and not much since. A cult so. classic. Yes, a ve- has a very uh, strong cult following. I look forward to seeing that again because I, um, it didn't really elicit super strong. Uh, you know, I, I this it's a movie that I often like see how much it's revered, and I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, all that from that movie I watched that time. Yeah, you know, maybe did I miss something? So it'll be fun to get a fresh look at that. Yeah. And as far as a new film, um, we're going to put a tack in that for the time being. Yeah. There's several options: some in streaming, some in the theater. We're not quite. I mean that should be the norm at this point. We don't know what the hell we're doing, right? <laughs> so it's it's hard to get. But we will it. it's have hard something to pin down what's coming out, and you know the ease of seeing things, where and how, and time yeah. time commitments. So uh, it's going to depend on that. Yep. When there's the major releases, it's easy. Yeah. But when there's but not, how many times are there major releases deeper. these days? <laughs> not many. No. Not anymore. So uh, we're gonna see you next week, and uh, thanks for listening. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.